That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast rewatching and discussing the borderline calls of Batman <laughs> and then dissecting them a single minute at a time. We've arrived at minute 136. Batman has made a promise to Superman that Martha won't die tonight. Alfred has been a real bro, done all of the legwork in tracking the Russian to a warehouse on the shores of Gotham. Commence. The murder. Thermal imaging is showing me two dozen hostiles on the third floor. Why don't I drop you off on the second? I mean... Okay, okay. again, the first 30 seconds of this is a, is a clean, obviously. At this point, it's like, okay, so where is the 30-second mark? The truck's blowing up. Yeah. We start with Batman doing a surveilling pass of the warehouse where the phone has been tracked to, where he suspects Martha is being held. And we know that is the case because we actually see his arrival from in the room. And if anybody here knows that this is Batman's aircraft screaming in outside the window, I have to assume it's Anatoly. Yeah, probably. You describe what happens. Well, Batman lines up. Um, he's got these trucks lined up and he's approaching them. And there's a, a 50 cal machine gun mounted in the truck bed and a at least Dude one is shooting them at with those. And um, so Batman flips a switch in the Batmobile and stares them down as he blows them the hell up. Them being the truck mounted truck adjacent goons. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he shoots the goons. Like I, I think it's fairly explicit. He shoots, he shoots the goons. If he doesn't directly hit them, he tries his damnedest Indiscriminate. to directly yeah. hit them. Like this, this is not incidental damage. He kills three men. Okay, now shot. I want at least at. I mean, there are, there appear to be three trucks that explode. We see two fifty cal machine guns unsheathed. I think what what you're highlighting here is is step one. Does Batman kill these people? Yes. <laughs> it, it's very clear from the nature of the explosion and the destruction that. It is more or less likely that, you know what, if these men didn't die, he didn't care. Right. Well, I, I think that there's, there's a really weird um, kind of parsing of, of all of this in here. But where, like, whereas up to this point, you could argue Batman is too violent. You could say he does things that gets people, kill, you know, the branding. He's not directly killing them with the branding. He's become, a, he's criminals, right? New rules. Right, exactly. Um or the, the Batmobile chase scene, definitely, you know, even if you do some sort of mental gymnastics to say those guys survived that, uh, you know, like I think Zach made a joke about cutting away and showing them on the side of the road. These like, guys oh, are fine. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think you said the same about this, too. These guys, they're probably fine. <laughs> yeah. So, but even if you were to say, like... um not do those mental gymnastics and say people died in the, in the Batmobile chasing, you could still say, well, those were incidental, right? He runs them off the road. It's not his fault. The car blows up, right? He doesn't, <laughs> you know, he's not or, responsible for the, the, what happens right. in the ex accident or when he shoots them down, like they're chasing him and he shoots the hood of the car and then whatever happens it to flips. the car after yeah. the car flips or whatever, maybe it does or doesn't kill the guys. This is, um, 
he knows what's going to happen when he pulls that trigger. He is not surprised or disappointed by that. And I think that that matters because this is immediately after the Martha moment. And I think that a lot of people who defend this movie, I talked about how this is a complaint or frustration that I have before about how they accept the terms of criticism against the movie and try to defend the movie on those terms instead of rejecting the terms outright. And this is one of those examples of accepting the no kill rule of, of Batman as a thing that exists here. And, and they'll say, Oh, well Batman used to follow the no kill rule. And then you have the no, the new rules. He gets violent because of death, the death of Robin and what's going on with Superman. So he breaks the rules and that's why he kills people earlier. But then the Martha moment redeems him. And now he is classic Batman again. Except I, I don't think it's an accident that immediately after the Martha moment, he has the most clear-cut example of Batman just killed somebody in the entire movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's, there's a very clear point that needs to be made about that, is that, I mean, A, there's a little bit of self-defense going on here, but B, he just said, I'll make you a promise, Martha mm-hmm. won't die tonight. And so, I don't know, is he going to go soft and easy on these guys and risk that, you know, Martha not have, not clock is ticking. Like, yeah. Like, is, is he going to go slower or is he going to do, you know, is he going to tie these guys up? <laughs> like, no, he's, <laughs> he's going to plow a path to Martha. Um, and, uh, you know, evil goons shooting him with machine guns be damned. There's two things here that I want to bring out. The first of them is, and we said this during the car chase, I think as well. If literally all it would take is a shot of these guys moving on the ground is enough to dismiss the conversation or resolve the issue for you. I'm not saying you're you're wrong or, or your feelings are wrong. I think that it just demands a bit more inspection into why you feel that way. So what is it that you are upset about? Are you upset about the violence? Are you upset about the decision making? Are you upset about the judgment call that Batman made? Or are you just upset that? you aren't explicitly told one thing or another by the movie. I'm, you know, I'm a person who watches the Marvel movies and things like every single person, Captain America hits on the head with a shield is dead. Like there, mm-hmm. that is a traumatic head injury. That is a, you know, cracked skull. He has bifurcated their brain. Like there's no way for that thing to hit and not, you know, do that kind of thing. But because they don't show it, I don't have to think that they're dead. So in this case, it's, well, if, if they don't show that they're moving, then I have to assume that they're dead. All of that is really interesting under a microscope. And I think that both Zack Snyder and Damon Caro have said about the violence being in service or a disservice to to what is happening if you depict an outcome or something more or less, right? It was Zach who said, it's irresponsible to show this kind of violence and imply that everybody walks away fine, right? Yeah, I think with, with Watchmen, he said that it's yeah. a, to to turn violence into something that's like PG-13 is Weird. really irresponsible to like. And that's the thing that has always been a problem with Batman, especially in the movies and the comic books. Maybe you can create these scenarios where you don't hear it. (laughs) Everything kind of magically works out. But like, if you're going to give any sense of realism to, to what Batman is doing, I mean, you're going to hit these guys on the head and then not personally escort them to the hospital to get concussion treatment. Like there's brain bleeds and, and back. We're about to see a a killing spree. (laughs) Yeah. Spinal fractures and all sorts of stuff that, that would happen in real life. And it's really hard to discuss this in the context of the, um, 
of like the quote unquote no kill rule, which, you know, ignoring the fact that the origin of the no kill rule is just a textual restriction based on the comics code. So it's really just a form of censorship. But even if you were to accept it as a as a tenet of the character, there's a <clears throat> there there's two angles to it that are really um I think a disservice to storytelling and to character. The first of which is to take it as this absolute can't be violated. If anybody that Batman ever glances in the direction of dies, he is a a murderer and it's his job to prevent that. But then you have other people who I think often like in defense of this movie, either try to do mental gymnastics to say Batman is following a no kill rule, or they'll throw Batman's ethical responsibilities out the door entirely and say well the no kill rule is dumb and batman should be killing criminals and that's the only way to deal with criminals is to put them down and and the punisher is you know is is better and batman should be more like that and then you've also got people saying batman's no kill policy only makes sense if they force it to exactly and so and but all of that and i think that that to suggest that Batman is, you know, has a little bit stronger of a moral line there than someone like, you know, the Punisher. I think there's an, there, that's important to do. But when it gets to the point where a quote unquote no kill rule means that Batman is a violation of who and what the character is, if anybody dies, totally is, is a disservice to the character and the story. Like if, if, if Batman is given the option of going back in time and killing Joe Chill to save his parents... And that's like the only option if it's like a him or them situation. Well, he's he's you're it. It's totally unrealistic to say he wouldn't say Joe Chill deserves to die. My parents deserve to live. Now, that does not mean that if other options are available, he wouldn't apprehend Joe Chill and 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 give him you know give him over to the police or whatever. But when you're in a situation such as this movie presents, or many situations where where it's a it's a one or the other situation. Batman, the the notion that Batman would realistically, um, kind of you know, wring his his hands and and get all concerned about whether or not he's causing too much violence, um, is is not is just not realistic. And that's entirely separate from the should he or shouldn't he. Like this is not a situation where any calculus of if and how to save these goons' life is is worth his time or effort. Yeah, and or, or he wouldn't say, you know, well, I have a, a no kill policy, a code. Yeah, so sorry, therefore, Superman, I, could I know never... that I promised Martha wouldn't die tonight, but yeah, but uh, you see, Kaniza was wearing a flamethrower, and if I shot the tank, <laughs> it would blow up and kill him. And well, he should have been wearing just it. Isn't you know? worth me, yeah, <laughs> violating my rule. Like I am ultimately responsible. I have to detank him. Well, and then and then the criticism then against that becomes, well, Batman finds a way. It's like, oh, so the story is just pointless. Then there is just oh, no yeah. constraints. I mean, this the hero overcomes it just because he does, not because we're actually dealing with a an actual circumstance here like why are we yep. even telling a story why is it not just and batman wins because my dad is stronger than your dad like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um at one time legendary comic writer who i will not name said oh, i love superman because he just always knows the right thing to do and i thought oh you're four <laughs> was was my immediate takeaway from that what a what a thin what a thin idea of a character uh, one of my favorite moments is in superman batman apocalypse 
uh, the comic series, Michael Turner, Jeff Loeb, Jay Oliva. Yes. Right, into an, into animated. an animated feature. Batman says I've, I've rigged bombs up all over this place. I'll, I'll blow away all of your, you know, all your soldiers, all your servants and all of the just innocent people that you have enslaved here. I'll blow up this entire planet. And, Darkseid says, if this threat came from anybody else, I would know that it was a bluff. But you're the only person that would be able to do that calculus and say that it's worth it to weigh few lives against many. It implies, obviously, that Batman would say, I don't I won't kill if I don't need to. Mm -hmm. I won't kill if there is any way I cannot. Killing is not an acceptable part of my goal or mission to me, but I am different from Superman and, and Wonder Woman. I am a different kind of hero. I'm a very human hero who knows that I am able to do, I'm, you know, not to be pie in the sky about it. But again, if we say I'll never kill and like you're saying, never present a scenario that challenges that. It's not a rule. Yeah. A Batman that never kills is a Batman that's in retirement. You know what, Steven? Bruce Wayne's commitment to not kill is as noble and heroic as my commitment to not kill anybody. <laughs> and I think we both deserve a pat on the back. <laughs> Have I been presented with a scenario that puts that to the test? Never. Is it likely that yeah. I ever will? Probably not. Knock on wood. But I think the code is what matters. You know what I mean? The code yeah. makes me a hero. Well, it, it, it's such a disservice to to the nature of like what is story and storytelling and character just like as a concept to then say like, oh, well, now he's no different from the Punisher. Oh, right. Right. Because like like Punisher's objective is to to kill people. Right. And 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 his, you know, it's, it's, there's entirely separate character motivations, backstory, you know. Uh, portrayal everything in there is is entirely different if you reduce it to oh punisher is a hero who kills people and therefore if you're a hero who kills people you are also the punisher yeah that's all that defines him then it, yeah like there, there's absolutely no difference here whereas if you say like oh batman is a hero who saves people right like that's a different motivation than the, like the punisher is objective is to kill people right batman's objective is to save people sometimes saving people means killing people and that is maybe not something that you're going to put in every single children's story about the character, but in any real life scenario where a hero has to prevent violence from happening, there is almost never a, a, a an option in said scenario to 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 do that nonviolently or to or to you know, like what 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 amount of violence is the right like let's say yeah let's say instead of killing these guys batman like broke their spine and they and they drank through a straw for the rest of their life yeah. like in a like is that this that that's morally i think we've talked about this before but like that how is that somehow like oh morally we're good superior? then yeah he's like, good he's clean he did no he did he made no tough call like he's in a coma for the rest of his life and you know, so how are you going right. to just arbitrarily draw this line at like so long as they're not dead, it's okay? Well, okay, well maybe maybe that's too much too. So as long as they are not in a coma, they're okay. Well, no, that's okay as long as they their brain function and limb function can fully yeah. recover to what it was before they encountered Batman. It's okay. It's like, well, what are we even doing here now? <laughs> like as a as a hockey fan, uh, you know, you're not supposed to punish a player based on the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to punish them based on the act. What did they do? Mm -hmm. Regardless of how it happens, if you, you know, smash a guy's head into the ice from behind and he comes out okay and it could have killed him, how do you, do you judge it differently or not? And I think there's a, there's a layer here too, where I must have said it in an earlier minute. Superman helps people because it feels good to do it. Batman hurts people because it feels good to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're going to draw one line between the two of them, right? That's true more often than it is not. But the Batman we've seen in this 
movie was taking a, if not pleasure, there was a satisfaction in harming, mm-hmm. right? In hurting people, inflicting pain, making them pay in a tangible way. Now he's made a promise. And I think we can definitively say that Batman in this sequence, that's gone from this point in the movie. He is no longer taking pleasure. He is doing what he has to do. Yeah. He's tactical. He knows what has to be done. He made a promise. We said before about Superman said he really needs this. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I need to do this. The clock is ticking. Now the question becomes if Batman hit somebody with a Batmobile, This is something that may have happened in other Batman movies. If he hit someone with a Batmobile hard enough to to really hurt them, potentially kill them, is that ever okay? Like, what would that person have to be doing to say, okay, they forfeited his need to be careful? Are they posing an actual threat to him? Like, if somebody was standing in front of the Batmobile as he was driving along and they whipped out a 50 caliber machine gun and opened fire on the front of the car, is Batman supposed to swerve away and and risk dying or is that a case of you know what if the guy's standing there 50 cal machine gun maybe batman no actually hit this guy because what happens to him is his problem right now batman needs to be alive and if you're a person listening to this and thinking it's still not right what if there are two people in front of the batmobile with 50 (laughs) caliber machine guns what if there are three people with 50 caliber machine guns what is the line, like you were saying earlier, where at that point we say, for expediences sake here, these guys have forfeited. It isn't that they had a right to not be hurt, because that's not part of the no-kill policy. The no-kill policy is, I won't become just like them. Mm-hmm. I won't kill because it's convenient mm-hmm. and because I can. So if you have 18 guys in front of Batman firing him, 50 caliber machine guns at him and he's in the Batmobile, at that point, is he like, I really have no other play here. <laughs> I kind of have to run over these guys because they might kill me and I don't have time for this. There's an innocent person being killed. I think when you're saying opening up to this, and that's the way I see this sequence, is these guys open up the 50 caliber machine guns on him and start firing. Maybe the Batwing has this, you know, cannon, this... He uses a, a thing that disables guns in the next scene, right? Like a little yes, bit of a spoiler yep. on that. So like, why? How am I supposed to disarm a person... 200 yards away from me on the ground with a 50 caliber machine gun. Well, why does he even have a machine gun? Um, That's what I was going to say, right? Maybe he uses this against machines. Maybe he uses this against cars, trucks, tanks, whatever whatever the case may be. Better to have it, not need it, than need it, not have it. And he judges, these guys have kidnapped Superman's mother in an effort to get me to murder him so that Lex Luthor, I mean, the, the, the idea of... I really have no other option here. I'm going to take out these trucks because these guys should not be allowed to keep shooting at me well, right but now. Like start to peel this back like layer by layer too, where you have like the Batmobile exists, right? Or the Batplane exists. Go back to like, okay, that doesn't exist. Batman can't get around. Batman can't save people, right? So there's no Batplane. He, sa- he tells Superman, well, I guess you're going to have to go try to save your mother on your own because I can't do it and I can't get to Lex on time. So like, no, so you're going to have a plane. Okay, well, you have a plane. So that plane, can it defend itself from an attack? Are you going to be like, I don't kill people, so there's no guns on the plane. Okay, well, like, is there, like, like designing the Batmobile. Oh, I need to design it so it can go through a wall. Well, if it can go through a wall, can it go through a car or... 18 men with machine guns? Yeah, okay, and so... Well, it needs to have countermeasures against missiles, but like what, you know, is it going to be arranged? Is it going to be rubber bullets? Like, you know, that's, 
or even if it is rubber bullets, how do you stop that from from you know putting someone with a concussion and having them have brain bleed and 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 die from that? Like there's there's a there's a like a level of decision making that you get into where if you apply this strict no kill rule as if Batman has this as it, as if it, it's this absolute like restriction, nothing makes any sense anymore. Like how do you even get yeah. to this to this point? Um, and it's funny though, because as much as we'll, we'll criticize the existence of the rule or whatever, I will, I will always say like, if someone says, should Batman kill people? I will say no. Yeah. Um, definitely. I don't think Batman should kill people. I will also defend any story in which Batman kills somebody (laughs) because, so he should never kill people. You would say, give me the scenario. Well, well, are we talking about the character or the story? Like, like no like batman is a is a character who should always do good things and so you know just in the same way i should make my bed every morning i yep. i don't <laughs> if <laughs> does that is that like a are the days that i don't make my bed like not canon because like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm now you've got me picturing like the princess bride where there's the iocane in both of the cups batman would drink both yeah <laughs> He couldn't allow, you know, and I I will say in this scenario, okay, he gives, he gives a long lead up before his bullets hit these trucks. Okay. I questioned the gunman's (laughs) decision-making where their solution is just pin those triggers. Yeah. I'll kill you before you kill me. They decide to be taken out with the trucks. I assume if Batman gave them that long a lead up, they dove from the trucks and he blew up the trucks. I don't think Batman's taking another pass to shoot them. Well, look, look at where maybe they don't know fully what they are involved in. Although, you know, they're sitting in trucks uh-huh. with the Cal machine guns. You'd expect maybe they know they've got Superman's mom in there, yeah. but they made the decision to, to, to be a, a, a henchman. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the, is that a W2 job? Do they, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, they, they work for Kanaezev. They're sitting in a truck, manning a 50 cal machine gun. Batman's plane is approaching. They know Batman is willing to cause destruction to people Damage, that get in his yeah, way. Violence. He does a pass beforehand. He does a strafe. Like, like at, at, at a certain point, they are putting themselves in the path of destruction, right? Like Batman just kind of gives them an option and they decline. They left the to, guns covered. Yeah. <laughs> Like if they had, if they had just run away or if they had just not been there, they would be fine. Like, yeah. What would the case be? Cause I think they, they would technically probably be contractors of Lex Luthor, right? I think that was the term used. Yeah. Nairomi. So if these are contractors of Lex Luthor, you're already a pretty bad guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are likely, you were likely involved in the slaughtering of innocent people in Nairomi, at least some of them. This doesn't bother me mainly because I, I think whenever I look to this, it would be the case of like, if Batman sees that a rock is going to fall on a bunch of people, would he shoot a missile at the rock? Of course. What if there's a guy who's hanging onto the rock shooting at Batman? <laughs> be like, <laughs> I think he still takes out the rock. I think that was a bad call by that guy to be there. Yeah. But yeah, I, this the doesn't, guy was just in the wrong it doesn't place. give me the dilemma. Yeah, exactly. They've taken an, a Superman's mom hostage and are threatening her with violence and murder. So if Batman is allowed to indiscriminately, what would you say, destroy their weaponry, regardless of what harm comes to them by trying to use it against him, 
I think we're well into like the gray area where people who say like, it's wrong that he should do that. You said that before. And then what happened after didn't add any nuance to the reasons you had. Right. So that's always a faulty argument for me. Yeah. So anyway, maybe dissects that a little bit more than we, than we have at any point up to now. But I think that this scene more, more than any other kind of catches that dichotomy of like, um, of people that are absolutists about Batman should never kill anyone for any reason whatsoever. And then people who are like defending the movie, trying to say like either, Oh, well he didn't kill them or he changed with the Martha moment or, or defending, yeah, the you movie don't need saying, to. Yeah. Or defending the movie saying, um, Oh, Batman should kill. He, he should be, it's, he's doing a bad job if he's not killing people. Um, I think all of those are just bad arguments because all of them reduce what the story is doing for the character. Yeah. And, um, and it, it's all kind of overly simplistic when, uh, you know, Batman is making decisions that he has to make to, uh, to achieve the ends that he needs to achieve. And that's, that's what everybody is doing this whole movie. And, uh, um, his calculus has just changed a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Knowing everything about Zack Snyder too. I mean, I would assume that his intention here would be, yeah, it's interesting. I was interested in the notion of like, well, can he ever kill? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what does define him? Is it a sliding scale, like you're saying? Is there a range or, like, a spectrum? Like, when does it go from being good to bad? Does it matter how we feel about it? Does it matter if we like these guys getting blown up? Uh, Does it matter if we like the person who's threatening Martha to be blown up? I want to call out here specifically, I'll give props to anybody that pins the triggers and just goes out to blaze of glory (laughs) like this. I could not find the name of this performer, and I'm furious. I do want to call out the on the pyrotechnic side of thing. The this I don't think it's you can call them squibs when they're this big, but the charges detonated in the ground as the guns continue up onto the truck. One, there's a layering to it that I love. Two, it is so perfectly synchronized to the truck blowing up that I have to wonder if it was VFX because it is so like, or, or VFX tweaked or, or sharpened or adjusted because it literally is like, it happened so fast. But if your brain makes a staccato out of the shots, the truck blows up in the perfect moment. Uh, so does Alfred <laughs> as the heavy weaponry is taken out, um, which would pose a serious threat. Yeah, to him entering safely, I guess, is the rule there. Anyway, uh, he he swoops around to the other side of the building. Alfred says there are two dozen people on the third floor of this warehouse total. And he's going to let Batman off on the second floor, which is a nice little setup. You know, like I think after I saw it the first time, that's when I noticed like, oh, oh, cool. I wonder how many different like how much had to be said there. Yeah. Um, for them to know what the playbook was that, that Alfred was calling. Was it Alfred's idea? Is this Alfred's playbook? But yeah, then Alfred, <laughs> Bruce, I think actually says, you have to take it. Commencing drone mode. I love, I love this so much. <laughs> we are at the end of the minute. Alfred has a really fancy drop the, drop the armrest, pull the controls out. I am very excited for the next minutes of this movie. And I think our listeners will be as well. Obviously, you can follow us in the meantime, patreon.com slash Snyder Minute. Tell a friend to listen to the podcast or listen to the upcoming episodes that we have as we enter into the, is there a set name for this part of the movie that we have? I've heard a few different ones. Uh, Damon, what do you call it? 
what did we call it? In, in house, our shorthand was the Martha Rescue, was one term. The other was the warehouse or the warehouse fight. Martha Rescue was seems like my favorite, but many times once it got out into the uh, into the world, everybody called it the uh, warehouse fight. But what do you guys call it, Ryan Wayne? I think we called it the Martha Rescue when we were doing it, and then over the years we heard the warehouse fight so much it became the warehouse fight. <laughs> I've had other people to say that Batman fight, the Martha Rescue. What the hell is that? Um, and I've got to, I got to go.